Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are uh, starting a brand new series today called To Be Continued. We just finished a series called Verses. If you weren't here for that, that was a bunch of fun. We looked at religion versus spirituality and how we can, you know, find the uh, the healthy medium in between those. That was a lot of fun. You can find that on, uh, on the podcast or on YouTube. But today we're starting a new series called To Be Continued. And the, and the idea behind this, To Be Continued, is I wanted to kind of look at the history of what we are today, the history of where we came from. And, and you can read, you can read the Bible and you can, there's a lot of stories in the Old Testament, a lot of stories in the New Testament before Jesus, during the time of Jesus, when Jesus was here on earth. A lot of times if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those, those are the, uh, what we refer to as the gospels or stories of what Jesus did when he was here on earth, the people he taught things that he did, miracles he was a part of. But what I want to do, I want to explore what happened right after Jesus. So it'll be, we'll be looking at some of the things through the book of Acts, but I want to look at how did the church, the church, capital C, big church, we are, we are a church, lowercase c, right? We are a local church, but we are part of the bigger church, the collective group of people who are pursuing God's mission. So how did that church start? Especially, especially what makes it so interesting, because if you look back through the history, just a quick little tidbit on history. If you look back through the history, people thought if we can just get rid of Jesus, This guy who's starting this cult-like thing, this weird following, who's taking the things that we believe and really just switching it all around, if we can just get rid of him, we will stop this movement. And usually, normally, that is 100% true. So what made this movement so special? What made it different that when they got rid of Jesus, it didn't stop the movement? Because you and I are here in a local elementary school 2,000 years later, built upon who Jesus was, what he did, and what he taught. That is real. That is really what's happening. And I want to take a few weeks kind of exploring what this means to you and I, but not just for the sake of education, not just for the sake of maybe looking at history and understanding what it does, but I want to look at how history, that history, impacts how you and I interact on a daily, weekly basis with the people around us, with our family, with our community, but maybe most importantly, with our faith. Got me thinking about this this week is when I invite people over to my house, I am a, I'm a, I am a serial inviter. I, am, I love having people over at the house to the stress of my wife. My wife is the kind of person that if, if she could order, if it weren't for me, she'd be ordering food to come to the house. She'd be ordering groceries to come to the house. She'd be ordering all her clothes to come to the house. She would never leave the house. I think she's home right now. But I love Getting out of the house, and if I'm going to be at home, I always say, babe, Amber is her name. Amber, I'm going to have some people over this weekend. I want you to get mentally prepared. 
She is an introvert to her soul, so I really have to prepare. Does anybody have an introvert in your life? You have to prepare them for like, you know, days in advance of, hey, we're going to be doing something socially, so charge up your battery. That's what I have to do with her, so we have, you know, we're going to have people over. And when I, when I have people over, I love to take care of them, you know, get them a drink, get, you know, ask if they want something to eat. We're going to go do this, you know, do you need a blanket, whatever it is. And we keep it cold in our house. Not everybody's spending the night, but we keep it cold, so I offer people blankets. So I'm all, I, I love to invite people, but, but there's this kind of thing, and I don't know what visit it is, but after a certain amount of visits, if you come over to Dom, if you come over to my house, you come over to Dom's a bunch of times, there's a certain point in time where this is now your space. You want a soda? You want a sodi? Diet sodi? Any diet sodi drinkers out there? Okay. Love me a diet sodi. Coke Zero. Cherry Coke Zero, if you're uh, thinking of a gift for me. If you want a sodi, I've already showed you where it is and which fridge. Go get you one. You want a blanket? You know where the blankets are. Get you one. There's a certain time where you are no longer the guest that needs to get catered to because you now know where everything is. I, wa I have wanted you to make yourself at home, and now after a certain amount of visits, you are now made at home. There's a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Jason Brown. Some of you might know him. He plays the guitar here sometimes. He's not here today, and he did, I did not get his permission to tell you this story. So get ready for this, and now it's nothing bad. I love when he comes over. He'll come over to hang out, and he is someone that will come, and he'll, he'll stay the night. We'll kind of hang out, stay up late watching movies, playing video games, whatever it is, talking, talking about life. And uh, I just said that. That's so funny. I just said, like, we're a couple of 16-year-old boys. Uh, we're grown men, um, and we'll stay up late playing video games. I didn't, I didn't think to, I wasn't planning on mentioning all that to you. So anyway, so we'll be hanging out, and, uh, you know, he'll stay the night, hang out, and then I'll wake up the next morning, and, you know, he's getting ready. He's like, hey, I already fed the dog, and uh, I made the bed, and uh, I think we need to wash those sheets, and I already started that load of laundry. I'm like, man, this guy gets it. This guy is a guest. And so I, what I love about that, though, here's what I love about it. Not that he's helping me with my chores, which I do appreciate is there's something about that where I know that he now knows that he can feel at home in that house. Do you have that in your life? Do you have somewhere, maybe it's the house you grew up in, your, your parents, or, or maybe it's your best friend's house, where you feel at home when you go there? Do you have a place where you can go or where maybe you don't feel like you need to knock to go in? It's one of my favorite things when people come to our house and they don't knock. They just walk in. I really love it. It makes my wife a little nervous. I love it. <laughs> Every now and then she's like, can you, can you lock the door? So at least people have to knock before they come in. Do you have a place where you are a part of something that's bigger than you and you feel like you are at home? Where is that? Where is that place? Maybe it's not a physical location, but it's with a group of people. A group of people where you feel like you are at home. And I want, I want to talk a little bit about that and how, how that, that, I, that feeling, that idea can be found in what Jesus did for people like us moving into the future, going into the future. Because Jesus knew, Jesus knew that it wasn't going to be long until he was going to need to move on. 
He knew his death was imminent. He knew that what he was doing was happening at an unsustainable pace because he was really frustrating and making angry a lot of the important religious people of the day. And he needed to stop what he was doing because in their eyes, it was flying against everything that they had been working for and have done spiritually and religiously for as long as they could remember. And so Jesus knew that this was going to happen. So what it's, it's so genius what he did is he set up a way for the people that would continue to follow his teachings after he was gone. Because it was easy to follow his teachings if he was there, right? Let's say you right now, you are mildly interested in what Jesus has to say. Well, if you knew that he was going to be in Jerusalem on Sunday at noon, you might make your way there and hear what he has to say. Especially if there's no, you know, Jerusalem podcast or whatever. You got to be there. You got to be on the mount. Bring your fish and your loaves or whatever it is. It was easy to walk around and hear. Then you could hear what Jesus would have to say. But even then, even if you could hear what Jesus would have to say, it's not like Jesus would have a Q&A session after his Sermon on the Mount, right? It's not like he would teach in parables and after each parable say, does anybody have any questions? Because if you read some of the parables, you might be like, yes, I am made of questions. First of all, what does that even mean? Many times Jesus would teach, teach in parables and then you have to immediately explain that parable. And that was to his disciples. That was to the 12 guys that were following him around all the time. Can you imagine if you were just trying to follow Jesus and you were just that, you know, you were at this talk, but you missed that next one. But so you got to the next one. Like, well, I have a lot of questions. How am I, how am I supposed to get answers to these questions? Because even if, if you read through some of the, the New Testament, some of the Gospels, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you read through some of those, even the men and women that were following Jesus closely, even some of the questions they had went unanswered. I sometimes when I read through, uh, through the Bible, I sometimes like to read. I have a little bit of a sarcastic view to life anyway. I don't know if you do. You don't have to raise your hand. I have a little bit of a sarcastic view to life. So every now and then, I like to read through some of these stories of Jesus and just, just pretend that I am one of these disciples of Jesus. And I have a little bit of a sarcastic view as I'm reading through some of these. And I find it a little bit frustrating sometimes how many times Jesus has asked a straightforward, simple question and does not give a straightforward, simple answer. If you came to me and you said, hey, can you throw me that water? Is it not there? Can you snag me one? If you came to me and said, Dom, I have this big decision coming up. I need to decide if I'm going to marry this guy or not. Should I marry him? And if I said something like, well, sometimes the sun rises on days we don't want it to. And the moon will come. Bless you. Amen. How helpful is that? That is 0% helpful. And these are the kind of answers that Jesus would give to people. So, okay, so I'm going to stop talking trash about Jesus, and I'm going to go on what he did. So here's what he did. Watch this. So brilliant. And we're going to read this scripture. This is John chapter 16, verses 5 through 7. And I'm going to be in the New Living Translation. Watch what Jesus does here. He knows that his end is coming. And he knows that what he is building 
Y'all take it. He knows that what he is building is bigger than himself. Where in your life do you know that you're a part of something that is bigger than yourself? That's the maturity that Jesus was bringing to this, to this movement that he was a part of, to this movement that he was starting, to this movement that he knew was going to go past his lifetime. Okay, let's pick it up. This is John chapter 16, and we're going to read verses 5 through 7. Okay, check this out. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. It's best for you to go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. The advocate is another term for the Holy Spirit. If you've ever grew, if you grew up Catholic or you've ever heard someone pray, Father, Son, that one. That's what Jesus is referring to when he says the advocate, which, by the way, I love that name for the Holy Spirit, the advocate. I love that nickname. Jesus said, it's better for you if I'm gone. And I can just try to, try to picture yourself there. Try to put yourself there. You're in this conversation with Jesus who have put, you have put your life into. You have put your faith into. And you feel like this thing we're doing, this way we're changing the world with this way of believing, this way of talking to God, this way of interacting with our faith. We're just getting warmed up. We've only been doing this a couple of years. And now your leader, Jesus, he says, I'm going to have to go, but trust me, it's better for you if I'm gone. How many of you would say, no, it's not? <laughs> How could it be better for this movement? How could it be better for me personally, selfishly, right? How could it be better for me if you are gone? That doesn't make any sense. This is why what Jesus did is brilliant. He says, when I'm gone, you'll have the advocate. You'll have the Holy Spirit here with you. And now you have someone that you have access to all the time. Because Jesus, as a physical person walking around on earth, he can't, he, he, not, not everyone can have access to him all the time. It's impossible. It's unsustainable. It's unrealistic. But because he goes away, he substitutes himself for the Holy Spirit. And now, now that the Holy Spirit is here on earth, now from then to now, Thousands of years separate this moment and you and I here today. But because of what Jesus did, you and I have access to God's spirit here on earth. That is a real thing that took place. That's the brilliance of what Jesus did. And that was the whole idea behind this to be continued. Is this idea of what Jesus started Jesus knew that he was a part of something that was going to be bigger than himself and, and maybe you're thinking what could be bigger than Jesus well I'm, I'm about to tell you 
He knew it was bigger than himself because he knew that it needed to continue after he was gone. Jesus didn't reach as many people as that or as since then have been reached for God. Does that mean we're better than Jesus? No. But he set us up to do even greater things than he did. Jesus set us up to do greater things than he did, and he gave us greater tools than even he had, than even he gave. Because while he was here on earth, he was communicating with his father, obviously. But now that he's gone, because he left this world physically, now you and I have access to the father as well. That is a powerful, powerful thing to happen. It is not like that in every other religion. It is not like that, that just regular folks like you and I can have access to the God of the universe. It's not like that. We have this incredible ability because of what Jesus did. And if you read through the book of Acts, I'm going to be reading through the book of Acts this, through this series love to invite you to read that with me. There's a, a, a reading plan on the uh, Uversion Bible app. If, you're, um, if you have that on your phone, you can go to a reading plan, the book of Acts. Because that book of Acts, what, what's, what, what's cool about that is it picks up right after what happened with Jesus. And all of the things that people were following Jesus, what they did. The moves that they made. You know why? Because they knew, they knew that they were a part of something that was bigger than them as well. So when it comes to our faith today, here's what I, here, here's what I wanted for you, really, and, and kind of what I want for myself is when it comes to living out our faith every day, I want to be someone, and I, and I want you to be someone that practices their faith by relying on the Holy Spirit. And, it, and it's, I have to say that um, I'm definitely the kind of person that is more practical. When I talk with people, um, I don't, this, is, this might be like stereotypical, uh, but I'm always like kind of the solutions or like, so what are you going to do about that? Or, you know, do you have a plan for that yet? Or somebody tells me they have a bad day, I'm trying to fix their bad day. I'm definitely the practical side of things. And so what I'm trying to challenge myself with, especially for this year, is re really digging into, not a, not a non-practical side, but really digging into the gray of what it means to rely on the Holy Spirit. Because what does that look like? Does that mean you pray? How do you know if you've prayed long enough for the Holy Spirit to have heard you? How do you know if you've prayed the right words for the Holy Spirit to have heard you? How do you know if you've listened to enough songs for you to be in touch with the Holy Spirit? How do you know that, like sometimes, this is just me, I'm not putting my drama on you. I mean, I literally am today, but I'm not trying to put my drama on you. This is just me. When somebody says, just take time to be in the presence of God, have you ever thought, You ever thought that? Is that just me? Okay, that's okay. We'll cut that out of the podcast. Sometimes I don't know what that means. How do I just, do I just sit here quietly? 
Is anyone else's brain going a million miles a minute every day that it's difficult to sit there quietly? So that's what I mean is I want to, but I, but I want to dive into that. I want to dive into that with y'all during this series is what does that look like? Let's figure out what that means for you and I. Let's figure out what that means for your faith to be in God's presence, to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Here, I wrote something down that I wanted to read for y'all. When Jesus substituted himself for the Holy Spirit, it sparked what the church is today. Like I said a moment ago, you and I are here today because of what Jesus did. Jesus said, I'm here on earth, and I'm here on earth, and I'm preaching, and I'm teaching, and I'm healing, and I'm doing miracles. But it's going to be better for everyone after I'm gone because now everyone can experience what I'm experiencing. Do you see that? Jesus was communicating with the Spirit already. Jesus was communicating with the Father, and because he left, he substituted what he had for now. Now we can have that. We do have that. We don't have potential to be with the Holy Spirit. We don't have potential to communicate with God. We have access to that now, here, today, in this life, in this situation. I wrote this down too. When we see God's spirit as a guide, when we see the Holy Spirit as a guide, we can remove the pressure of always getting everything right. And again, maybe that's not you and you're not, you don't feel pressure to get everything right. But I just, it sometimes feels like we're in this world, that we're in this time where there's just so many eyes on what we are supposed to do. Everybody knows the right thing to do. Everybody is an expert on what you should do. Here's a hack to do this the right way. Three steps to do this better in your life. And if we can see the Holy Spirit, the advocate, as a guide, then we don't have to walk through life making sure we get this right and we make this right decision. And what if we mess up here? And what if I'm not in God's timing here? And what if I'm outside of God's will over here? What a nightmare we'd be walking through. But what if, what if we said, okay, life is a mess. And I'm willing to be in that as long as I take the time to rely on the Holy Spirit. If I take the time to pray, If I take the time to be still, if I take the time to reflect on what God has done in my life, reminding yourself of what God has done in your life is a brilliant way to spend time with God. Taking the time to think and pray of what you need in your life is a brilliant way to spend time with God. Sometimes when we read the Bible or talk about the Bible or think about it, we can almost look at it as though that the Bible is there. What happened in the Bible, that was there, but we are different. And I just, I just want to remind you today, maybe I'm reminding myself, that we are what happens after Jesus 
It's not just the book of Acts. It's not just what is written down here. This right here, this last part, this is not the end of what God is doing on earth. Do you see that? This is, that's not the end of God's story. That's not the end of what Jesus came to do. We are what Jesus came to do. We are still in the process of becoming the church that Jesus taught and gave his life for. You and I are a part of something bigger than ourselves. We have been let into God's home. Shown where the sodies are. Shown where the blankets are. This is our home. This is our faith. So when you pray today, you may not get an answer. And then you make a move and it might be the wrong move. But not getting an answer to a particular prayer or making a wrong move in your faith or in your life, that is not the end of the story. Don't let a mistake, don't let someone hurting you, don't let that be the end of your story of faith. Continue to seek God. Let yourself be reminded that the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, is our advocate. You know why I love that word? Because an advocate is always looking out for you. An advocate is speaking the best of you. And that's what we have. We have an advocate. We have an advocate that we can communicate with that is always thinking the best of us, that is looking out for us. And that's the faith that we can be guided in that's what I want for you. That's what I want for myself. It's one thing to, to have the perspective of just visiting God or I don't want to be a bother or I'm sure God has much more important things to worry about than my life or what I have going on. But that's not the story that we're being told. Even if we just looked at this one particular verse that we saw today, right? That verse isn't, try not to pray so much so you don't overwhelm God, right? <laughs> Just take it easy on all the requests. No, no, that, that verse is saying that we have an advocate, that we have access to the God of the universe. And not because he's obligated. God isn't obligated to listen to us. God isn't obligated to love us. Jesus wasn't obligated to go to the cross for us. The power of the universe, the power of God's love, the power of what Jesus did is the same exact power that you and I have today to live out our faith. You want to know what that power is? That is the power of choice. God loves you because he chooses to. And the choice to love you, the choice to love us is far greater than the obligation to love. The choice for Jesus to go to the cross is far greater a powerful impact on our life and our faith than if he were obligated to. And you have the choice. We have the choice today to make time, to make space in our faith. 
to realize that we are a part of something incredibly big. We are a part of something vastly important that Jesus started thousands of years ago that you and I get to continue on together. We are the church. We don't read about the church. We are what God's plan was. You see that? We don't read about God's plan. We don't read about God's plan and wish we could have been there to hear Jesus talk. I mean, that would be kind of cool. But according to Jesus, in his own words, it's been better for us. So my challenge for you today and maybe this week is maybe find out what that looks like for you to spend time with the Holy Spirit. What does that look like for you? Is that music? Some of you can really connect with God through music. Do that. Maybe that's time to reflect. Maybe it's time for journal. Maybe some of you are journalers. Do that. Journal. Take time. Pray. Take time to pray. We talked about in a message last week of practicing prayer. Sometimes we feel like we're not good at prayer. You don't need to be good at prayer. You can practice praying. Maybe give yourself permission to never be good at it and just practice it. What does that look like for you to spend time with the Holy Spirit? Maybe it's just reminding yourself that you are not a visitor in God's home. You are welcome. You are a son and daughter in God's home. Not a quick visitor. You don't need to hold on to your coat. Hang it up in the closet. There's room for it. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray with us this morning. God, we're so grateful for your generosity, for your love. What Jesus did on the cross made a way for us to have access to you. Not based on who we are, not based on the good or bad things that we have done, but based on your righteousness, based on your holiness, based on who you are. And God, since you are unchanging, since you are always the same, there is no need for us to worry. There is no need for us to stress, and there is no need for us to wait. God, I pray that we would take that gray, blurry step into your presence this week. That we would try to find out what it's like to seek your presence, to be in your presence, to feel the love that you give, to experience the hope that you offer, to freely accept the forgiveness that we have in who you are and what Jesus did, and to live a life in freedom of faith. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.